Welcome to the Self-Care Society podcast with your hosts, Celia Williamson, Ashley Kucher, Louis Guardiola, and Carrie Shaw, a podcast devoted to those whose job it is to help others get or remain mentally, physically, and emotionally healthy, but who also need to take care of themselves. How we're going to do this? By first showing you the filtered, pretty version of success, and then the real struggles, real work, and raw grit it took to get there, how they took care of themselves and also achieved their goals while doing it. Together, we will work with you to improve and maintain your internal health and growth while helping you achieve your external goals and your next professional achievement in life. And we're excited to show you how to follow your own individual and unique path and achieve the dreams you have while taking good care of yourself. So let's get started. In this podcast, we're going to take a look at why do caregivers neglect self-care? You've probably heard the term physician heal thyself. So what does this exactly mean? What does this phrase mean? It's referring to the fact that unfortunately, some helping professionals, either social workers, physicians, community health workers, nurses, et cetera, all those in the helping professions tend to think that The importance is to focus on their patients or their clients and not practice what they're preaching to these clients in terms of self-care. So the question is, why do helping professionals neglect self-care? Many helping professionals take great care of others, but aren't as diligent about taking care of themselves. It could be that sometimes we don't place a very high priority on keeping ourselves well or healthy, or maybe we deny our own challenges, which can lead us to avoid dealing with them. As helping professionals, it is important for us to practice what we are preaching. We talk to clients about seeking balance and looking after themselves when dealing with stressful situations, but we may not be giving the same attention to this when we ourselves are struggling. So let's take a look at a few reasons for this. One reason is you may not be recognizing your own level of stress because you don't give yourself enough time for reflection or self-reflection. Another reason could be that stress could be manifested or you may be attributing it to more of a medical condition such as a headache or migraine. So you tend to seek out an intervention that is more related to a physical or medical explanation rather than a psychological one that would require use of self-care. You may also be making false assumptions about what's going on or what you really need. You may decide, oh, I just need a vacation rather than looking at the bigger picture of what needs to change. That somehow upon returning from taking a sick day or vacation time, that things will get better. They may, but it may be only for short term. Another reason is recognizing the, or not recognizing that it's important to take the time to take care of yourself. 
So sometimes because we have multiple demands on time, we make a decision that self-care is just not feasible or it just doesn't fit into my schedule and we'll do it tomorrow or I'll do it the next day and it never happens. And then finally, you may hold some beliefs which get in the way of appropriately prioritizing self-care. For instance, you might say, I should spend my free time reading up on improvements and treatments for my clients rather than taking a yoga class for yourself. There's also literature that says that professionals neglect self-care because of dysfunctional belief system, belief, dysfunctional beliefs uh, reg- regarding the need for or the appropriateness, appropriateness of getting help. Let's take a look at some of these examples of dysfunctional belief systems or dysfunctional beliefs. One is you may not be recognizing the severity of your distress. So just thinking of, uh, that it all passed or I should be able to cope with this is an example of a dysfunctional belief that sometimes you, that for some reason you should be immune to stress, which is a false belief. The other, another example is that you may not be giving yourself permission to get help because for some reason you feel that there is some stigma or shame for a helping professional to get help, which again is not practicing what we preach to our clients. So as you're listening to this podcast, and are recognizing that you might be struggling with some distressed feelings, I encourage you to consider as much as you can on focusing on self-care. If you're feeling reluctant to take the next step of getting help, it may be worth checking if you have any beliefs that get in the way of doing this. Some of these beliefs might be, I shouldn't have any psychological problems, or if I do, I should not admit to them. And thirdly, I should they. I can't go to therapy because as a helping professional, I should be able to know how to solve my own problems. So in summary, failure to to take adequate care of oneself may result in incapacitating personal distress, which means that you are not able to or don't have any insight into coping skills to deal with stress. Also, it may lead to impaired relationships. It can lead to some moral or spiritual conflicts. And finally, as an impaired helping professional, this may lead lead to ethical violations. And by this, I mean, sometimes when we're under a lot of stress, we, our judgment, it may be impaired and our interventions may not be, um, they may not be intentional or focused for the client. So as we've mentioned in previous podcasts and in our self-care groups, self-care is not selfish. It is important to keep your gas tank full so that you can manage the very stressful work of helping others as they are dealing with their stress. And in order to maintain a adequate gas tank, either halfway full or full, The fuel is self-care. That concludes this week's episode. And remember, it's not selfish 
It's self-care. <laughs>